Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening, Poetry Online Radio. Now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Hello, and welcome to the program. My very special guest today is Jude Hunkar Anderson. Jude, are you with me? Hello, Michael. Yes, I am. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm quite well in yourself. Very well, indeed. Thank goodness. I am so glad that you're here, that we were able to make this international connection. Absolutely. Great to be here. All right. Well, let's begin this journey. What, as you think about it, what exactly is poetry? What is poetry? So to me, poetry is uh, an expression of art through words. It is something that helps me express myself in ways that I wouldn't normally do with using words. Mm. I like that. Talk a little bit more about that. That It helps you express yourself and accept yourself in ways that you wouldn't ordinarily do. Tell me more about that. So I've always kind of had a lot of messages to share, a lot of emotions and feelings to share with people, with friends, with family. And um, I think... Poetry helps me do that in a way that people will read it, people will understand it, people will take something away from it. Um, I think once you just talk to people, when you just talk to people and when you just, um, you know, try and explain something, it's, it's much harder for people to listen and understand and to not take things as lectures as such. Um, and I think through poetry, you can really express a message that you want to put across you know, and, and tell people things that they want to hear, but they don't always hear from, from others. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. I like that. Well, let me ask this question, which is qualitatively different. Why do you think it's important? Why is poetry important? Being poetry is important because it helps me share my thoughts and feelings with people, with the world. Um, and I hope that it is important for people because they're searching for answers or because they want to feel something different or understand things in a different way. Um, I try to make things um, make look in life that people might not see in my poetry. So um, messages that come through in, in my poetry, I hope are understood in a way how I, how I mean them, which is come across um, telling people, empowering people, you know, uplift their spirits, um, and to guide and, and help people go through tough situations. Mm, very nice. Please share a poem. Okay. Couldn't wait for you to ask me for that. <laughs> um, I actually have, I, I would like to start uh, with, with the first poem that I wrote, which is actually called A Poem which might help you understand a little bit what I think a poem and poetry is. Um, And it goes like this. A poem is where everything goes. Where I is your essence and energy flows. A poem is feeling, life's ups and downs. It's silence and chatter, but also loud sounds. A poem is pure, the poet's heart. It is food 
for the soul where words become art. See it, believe it, feel it, read a poem, and be prepared to be it. And that's the end of the poem there. So oh, this I like is that. something I wrote nice. because thank you. Um, this is something I wrote because a lot of people ask me before, you know, what is a poem? What does poetry mean to you? So I thought just in a, it's almost like a lift pitch, isn't it? You know, when you get into a lift and somebody says, what do you do? And you've got about two seconds to quickly tell them what it is you do. So I thought, I thought I'd write because when somebody stumbled up on my page on Facebook, you know, um, and they asked themselves, so what does she do? What is it she does? This kind of sums it up in, in a few lines. Oh, very nice. Please share another. Okay. So the next one I would like to share with you is actually one of my first um, poems that I wrote for all of the women of this world. It's a very, very special one. Um, it's, um, it's actually, I think, my second poem that I ever wrote. Um, and the very first one I wrote to empower women all across the world. It's called That Girl. That Girl. A long, long time ago, a day like any other, a baby girl was born, special like her mother. She opened her eyes to take the world in while cuddling up to her mother's bare skin. Her life had begun and love filled her heart. And she didn't know how things set her apart. Her childhood was one to which we can all relate, where each day she blindly follow her fate. Where joy and pain came hand in hand, but it never broke her. She fought without end. She grew and grew and grew some more into a beautiful girl she chose to adore. That girl who was strong and brave, who wasn't afraid of making mistakes, who would fall hard, fight, hard fighting her corner, but then she'd rise wiser and stronger. The mother, the daughter, the sister, the friend, who she was, she would never pretend. That girl who would conquer worlds and stop wars, the one with the strong heart that opened all doors, and that girl who is very special indeed is the girl we all know and have and need. That girl is you, and she is also me. She's every woman that was, is, and will ever be. Girl and woman, please hear me now. Never forget the who, the what, and the how. That's, that's that girl. <laughs> but how did you like now that, that is, Michael? I like that a lot. That is extremely extremely powerful and uplifting. Thank you. Thank you. And uplifting. That I was... really like that. As you think about the body of your work, what are some of the predominant themes of your work? Um, I definitely have quite a few pieces that are um, addressed to women or about women or about struggles of, of us women. I do believe that this society that we live in is very, very um, harsh and expects a lot from us women and, um, you know, creates kind of a picture where we have to be the perfect mom, the perfect friend, the perfect wife, the, the perfect at our job, you know, and we have a very high, the world has a very high expectation of us women. And I think it's very, very easy to, to forget just how amazing and how incredible we are and what we're capable yes. of. So, 
you know, a lot of my poems are aimed at women to show them just exactly how incredible they are and how beautiful they are and how much they're capable of. And no matter how low the situation or their life is, you know, there is always a way out. And, and I think that's one of my main subjects. But saying that, uh, you know, there's a lot of poems that I write which just come to me. Um, for example, there's a, a program on the TV um, about uh, working women back in the day um, in the UK. And it's called Harlots. Um, it's a series. And I watched uh, 10 minutes of it and suddenly it just came to me how she must be feeling having to do this because her mother is making her into a working girl and it's not her choice. And so I wrote a poem about that. Um, I, I tend to write poems about, you know, feelings. Um, I've, I've written three of them about this pandemic situation that we're, that we're in. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote um, one about story about a black um, uh, slave and a white maiden that, you know, fell in love completely. And so that's more of a story. So it's you know, a lot of different kind of um, um, subjects that I use, different things that inspire me. Um, but the most important thing to me is, first of all, to, to always find rhyme, because I think with rhyme, everything flows so much better. Um, and also to have an uplifting finish, you know, to, to empower and to to give kind of a sense of, you know, you can do this, you're good enough. Very nice, very nice. You know, people have different views on rhymes. Tell me more about why you chose to rhyme, why you choose to rhyme. Um, to me, a poem is just something that rhymes. It's just me. I just find the message is, is, is more powerful. I find that it's, it sounds better. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I find myself, when I read poems, which actually you'll be very surprised, I don't read many poems at all, but when I do stumble up on a few, um, you know, I do find that the, the rhyming ones just touch me better. Kind of, I understand okay. them more and I let them in more. Well, as you think about writing a poem, how does a poem begin for you with an idea, a form, or an image? So, most of the time, it starts with either the title that just comes into my head, so I want to write about this, um, or it comes with a couple of verses, say the first verse, or the first, uh, you know, the first uh, couple of lines that just come to me, and then I nudge them down. And then it kind of goes from there. And it always tends to have, you know, a, a story. Um, and it always tends to have something that is, is a message. But it always, always has a very uplifting and positive ending, you know, a, and an empowering kind of a message at the end. Please share another piece of your work. Okay. The next one I'd like to share is actually the latest one that I wrote, which is, um, it came to me just as we were finishing the last show, which was quite tough, I think, for most of us. Um, and it's, it's all about, you know, how we can look at this year in a different light. And it's called The Year Like No Other. The Year 2020, what can I say? It brought many things, but mostly a new way. It conquered the world, it stopped wars, it took many lives and closed many doors. It broke what was meant to be broken and said many words that were before unspoken. It brought strength and a new meaning 
a new perspective and true feeling. A year that I'll never forget, the one that came without regret. It was not good, it was not kind, it left broken pieces scattered behind. But it did not take all, it did not win. It left us united to fight sick and thin. So you, my brothers and sisters, my all, get back up strong and stand up tall. You are still here, don't you give up. No matter what, now you cannot stop. So here is to 2020, your year and mine. A year like no other that drew a fine line, that destroyed and took from so many, yet brought so much to a plenty. You make your story no matter what. It's your choice to gain or to get caught. So let me ask you, how did you do? How was 2020, the year like no other for you? Because the answer is never the end. It's so much more, but you can't pretend. And once more, find the positive, find the light, find the answers in your long-lost sight. Make what seems the end, your new beginning, the return of the you, happy and winning. Thank you. That was it. That was uh, the year like no other. The year like no other, and you are correct. It was truly a year like no other. Let's yeah. take a brief break, and we'll be right back. Okay. Bye. to heal to allow a fresh start. 
she heard the birds outside chirping again, and as she smiled, she remembered her man. Each day she felt better and stronger, and the hollow feelings stayed no longer. Memories of him were joyful once more. Happiness and love had won against this war. She had a long, long way to go yet, but she knew now that she was finally back. And that was goodbye, my love. Goodbye, my love. Oh, what did you think of that one? <laughs> I, got a bit, I got a bit emotional. I don't know if you heard my voice. Um, well, that's the thing about it. Poetry brings up, as we both know, emotions. Well, let me ask you this yes. question because it's a perfect segue into this question. Do you think that a person could be a poet if they're not, if they don't feel emotions very well? That's a good question. Um, I mean, for me, that's exactly what brought poetry out of me, you know, last April is, is um, emotions and feelings and really one as well. And, you know, really kind of broke the pandemic. I'm not going to lie, completely broke me. And, mm. and I never forget, I never forget the day when uh, the WHO uh, had a press conference and, and announced, you know, that we are looking at the pandemic and the director stood there on TV. And I, n- I will never forget this line that he said was, this is going to either make you or it's going to break you. And I stood there listening to this, completely frightened, as all of us were. And I kept thinking, you know, I am not going to let this make me. This is, I'm, I'm going to, this is going to make me. But before I actually got to the point where I felt that I was ready to, you know, find myself again, I had to be completely broken. So the, the, the deep emotions I felt at that point were so, I was so low that I've never felt so low in my life. And that's what started this whole process. You know, I wrote my first poem and from then onwards, it slowly but surely kind of built me back up and, and everything that I had inside me, you know, that was the fear, the worry, the, the, the scared little girl, you know, everything, the freedom was gone. But it all came out through poetry. So I think you have to have really quite deep emotions and, and, and express yourself, you know, in a, in a really kind of, you know, full of feelings, a way, a way that is full of feelings. So I'm not sure. I can't say for sure that no, you can't be. But I think in my experience, you need to have quite deep feelings to write poetry. Now, let me, let me ask this question, and I want to be clear here. Are you sharing that you started writing poetry during the pandemic? Yes. Last April. Wow. <laughs> I would I have thought, to be quite honest, that you had been writing forever. No, 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 absolutely not. No, I found this uh, this new talent of mine uh, in April last year, and no. I never looked back. I know it is. No. It, it, <laughs> it is. It's crazy to me as well. Trust me. Um, and it is. It's how quickly they come by, you know, and how easily once once it starts. I mean, most of them just flows. Um, there are some that I start and then I just have to pause and come back to it. But it is. It's there's so much coming out of me, and it's it's lovely. It's really nice. Um, so yeah, I am proud proud of myself. <laughs> yes, I, I can understand. Well, let me ask this question: Do you have any writing influences? I mean, are there any, were there any poets out there that you're like, wow? If I could write like no. him or her, 
No, I, mean, any writing I actually, I actually don't. I don't really read poetry. I, <laughs> I uh, don't have an inspiration. I, um, I don't know. It's really strange. And I kind of found my own style of, of writing um, without any influence. Um, I don't really, I always think, you know, if you try to aspire to be someone else or, or like someone else, it, it's, it kind of prevents you from really finding your own two feet. So I, mm-hmm. I try, no, I don't, it's not that I try not to read poetry, but I'm, I'm not really interested, not, not, not even that, but that's not the word. Um, I haven't really read any other poetry in order for me to find the way I write it, if, that's, if you know what I mean. And I think now I'm at a stage where I, I am actually starting to think, you know, just to kind of expand my repertoire a little bit and, and, and vary my work. Maybe I should start reading other, other poets as well. Well, I think that that's potentially a great idea just for the for the experience of it, to see what yeah. other people are writing about. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it sometimes it's really important to just have a, a different point of reference than your own yeah. on some occasions. Yeah. So I can understand that. Wow. Yeah, I agree. Poets <laughs> <laughs> oh, hail from all over the world. Where do you hail from? Where is your hometown? Where is your home village? So I'm from a very, very small village uh, in the middle of nowhere in Hungary called Kekad. Hungary is in Europe. And Kekad is, is a very rural village. Um, uh, it is like going back in time. You know, it's, it's lovely. It's in a beautiful valley. Um, it's the greenery around it is gorgeous. Um, most of the houses are still just on one level. So, no, you know, um, little bungalow stars. So it, there's only a couple of houses that have more than one level. And it's it's beautiful, absolutely. Now, how has hailing from your hometown, your home village, how has that impacted your work as a poet? It's really grounding me, you know. Wherever I go, whatever I achieve in life, and how, no, no matter how far I get, you know, I always, always know that without my family, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be who I am, you know. And it is my, they are my heart, and I, I, I am so grateful for everything, my life, you know, and my, my, my personality, and, and everything that they kind of instilled in me, but mostly the love, you know, that I got from them, because I think that's what mm-hmm. teaches you everything, you know, when you have pure love in your life. Yes, yes, I agree yeah. 100%. Yeah. Please share another poem. Okay, the next one I'm going to share with you is another recent one that I wrote, and it was actually inspired by a really beautiful quote um, for, from R.M. Drake. R.M. Drake um, writes some fantastic quotes, um, and obviously her, his quotes, are um, they don't rhyme. So um, I, I saw one of the quotes, and I was really inspired, so I thought, why not turn it into a poem? And it's called, I Hope You Know. I hope you realize how beautiful you are and how, without trying, shine like a star. I hope you realize what it is you truly deserve with all your might and your body's flow and curve. I hope you realize you are your own healer and that nobody but you are your own dealer. I hope that you know you can overcome anything and come out a better and a stronger someone, something, I hope you realize what you're really made of 
and all that you are is built on nothing but love. Do you really know you? What do you see? Because I know you and what you might not see. I see you beautiful. I see you loved. I see everything is such a sight. I hope you know you have so much to grow. A year ahead where you will again find your glow. No matter the who, the what, when, nor the how, what is it you, the here and the now? Take all the time you need, but mend you fast. Pick up the pieces, you're through the worst. Be patient and determined, loving and kind. Let your heart lead the way along your strong mind. Fight for you and all you love. Fight until the end. And true meaning you will find in every minute spent. I see your heart and strong mind. I see your soul. I see your inner beauty that makes you truly whole. I see the survivor. I see the warrior indeed. Fulfilling slowly all her wants and need. So embrace the beauty that stands before you. Love her. Forgive her. She will know what to do. I hope that you know now how beautiful you are and how you, without trying, shine like a star. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very, very you know, nice. it's really it's really interesting to actually write write the poem and obviously read it back to yourself. But then when you read it out, you just feel every word. Like I I, I feel every word, and it's it's wow, yeah. <laughs> Well, what is the the difference between your speaking voice and your writing voice? I know you're still developing your speaking voice and your writing voice, but can you notice a difference at this point? So I always try to, when I write my poems, I always read them out loud to myself because I always think it has to sound right. It has to sound the way I want it to sound, written, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, So, yes, so when I'm writing it or when I'm reading it to you now, it does sound like I'm actually more proud hearing it than when I'm just writing it and reading it to myself because I know that others are listening and I just I hope they get the message that you know I'm trying to send mm-hmm. and the message that you're trying to send is what what do you want people to encounter when a person encounters your poem what do you want them to walk away with I want them to walk away with knowing how amazing they are, how beautiful they are, how we're all in the same boat in different ways, but we are, and how we can do this and we can fight and we can change our situations and, you know, we can achieve what we want and we, we can fight and not give up. And it's, it's trying to find the positive, I guess, in even every negative. It's there. You've just got to find it. But... That's what I try and do. I try to tell people what they don't really hear very often, you know, that they are amazing. Oh, very nice. Very, very Mm -hmm. nice. You know, all poets have several words that come up over and over and over again, words or sentences that they just can't help but use in their work. What are three of your absolute favorite words to use? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm not sure, actually. Um, I guess fight is definitely one. <laughs> okay. Um, fight and light and rhyme as well. There you go. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Definitely definitely love. I love the word love. Um, but I'm quite sure. I think I should go through um, all my poems and just – I like repeating words sometimes as well, you know, to 
kind of emphasize um, what you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like the word star. Shine like a star. You are a star. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Please share another poem. I'm just trying to think what I should share with you next. Okay. Okay. So the next one I'm going to share is is actually like a story. It's more like a story, and it's um. I don't know how this came to me. To be honest, the, 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 this actually came to me in a way that the first or the first verse just came. So it's the first few lines just came, and, and an image in my head of of this this beautiful woman standing in a garden in the dark, um, and it kind of flew from there. And I never realized where it's going to take me until until I finished it. And um, it goes like this: Yin and Yang. The moon was shining bright. She was gold. Apart from her nightie, she wore a cardigan with buttons of gold. She waited until the lights went out, then into the forest she ran, her bare feet silently running, leading her to her amazing man. His skin was black, hers white as milk, a yin and yang they were, so close yet worlds apart, he meant everything to her. She jumped into his arms, he embraced her once. It was a feeling like no other felt almost like a trance. Everything else in their lives didn't mean a thing. Only this love, pure and strong, that meant everything. Her husband was chosen by her parents. He was rich, angry, and cruel. She hated her life with him. In his eyes, she was a fool. Their secret love was forbidden, a white maiden and a slave. How could he not see what she saw, a man so worthy and brave? With his gentle soul and rich mind, he stole her heart. And since that moment, nothing could keep them apart. Looked up scared, they heard the dog bark. She knew this was it. Here and now is their fresh start. She was ready, and so was he, no more hiding their love. Her husband walked up to them and took off his glove. He saw his heart first. He fell hard to the ground. Her face was covered in tears, but she didn't make a sound. She was up next, her heart beating fast, but more than ready for what was coming at last. The blade was hard and cold, her heart finally stopped. Lifeless, her body hit the ground beside the only man she ever loved. But this wasn't the end. They were finally freed from a life of misery, cruelty, and greed. Their souls deeply connected, flying into the distance, leaving their bodies behind, discovering their new existence. Love conquers all, just like they always say. For them it brought freedom, a new dawn, and a new day. They were finally together, no games, no pretending. The world was their oyster, and their love never ending. Yin and Yang. That felt really good, actually. That, um, I never yes. read that one pro- properly out loud to anyone. So. Um, oh, really? Yeah. That was, that was no. perfect. Perfect recitation. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, writers and poets write for a myriad of reasons. Some mm-hmm. write primarily to speak a message to their audience. Others write because to stay silent is not an option. Why do you write? So I've always kind of tried to find a way to, you know, connect with people, to share my feelings and how I see things and you know, how I deal with struggles and trauma. Um, and I think it, this this gives me that way, um, you know, to 
without trying to interfere in their lives or without trying to kind of lecture. It is my way to send a message that otherwise they might not might not would would not have hear, heard or wouldn't hear. Um, and I think this is what it is for me. This is why I write. Um, and there's so much more that I want to write about, or um, even there's so much more in progress already. Uh, but yeah, that's this is it for me. All right, very nice. Let's take a brief break, and we'll be right back. We are back. This has been a great yep. program so far. Mm-hmm. Just talking to Jude and just um, just having an opportunity to listen to some beautiful, beautiful poetry. Thank you, Jude, so much for sharing your work with us. You're welcome. I'm, I'm honored. Thanks for having me. What creative mean to you? Being creative mean to you? What does it mean to be creative? I think creative is something you can find many ways to to express your creativity. You can do it through um, painting, music, um, poetry. Um, And I've always kind of, I've always found myself, you know, struggling to find my creativity and and, and my talent. Um, And it just kind of came, I guess, in April. I was a late bloomer. but I'm finally, I feel like I'm home, you know, and I'm very, very pleased to have come, come into my own and, and find my creativity. What is a measure of success as a poet? A measure of success is, is, is I guess I would love the next step, which would be, um, you know, to get a book published. Um, which I have actually um, submitted some work um, for uh, consideration. So I'm just waiting mm-hmm. to hear back from a UK publisher. Um, but I have a very specific idea, which, you know, my, people might not want or publishers might not might not want, which, you know, I think is in modern poetry, you don't really want to see a black and white book of words, you know. And, and I, I do feel that my poetry is quite modern. So I would really love... Uh, a, a book, poetry book published with illustrations of my poems, you know, with with color and 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 um, and other quotes around it. Um, it's almost like you know, I think a lot of people love at the moment um, kind of listening to, you know, self um, self growth um, uh, books and self growth, um, you know, um, um, kind of listening to people that will um, will you know, train you in, in, in self-growth. So I would love something to approach um, my poetry like that, you know. Um, 
and not just a black and white um, book, I guess, poetry book like they mm-hmm. used to be. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me about Barefoot Blonde Poetry. Yep, that is my page. Um, it's very strange, you know, when I, I started writing poetry, I um, wanted to create a page on Facebook and Instagram. And I was looking for a really catchy name. You know, I didn't just want Jude's poems or didn't just want something. I, I wanted a name that is catchy, that is, you know, that I relate to, that, you know, will stick into people's minds. And I, I just literally very simply and boringly went online and put in, you know, poetry page ideas for um, name, you know, pages, uh, name ideas for pages. And uh, I came across and I thought that is the one I don't know I just saw it and I, I instantly knew that's the one I loved it I just loved the whole barefoot bone poetry the flow of it um, so that, that became my my poetry page name on Facebook mm-hmm. yeah alright 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 please share another mm-hmm. poem for us please okay the next poem I'd like to share is a very important one because it was inspired by um, the most important woman in my life, which is my mother, um, who is, you know, means the world to me. Um, and I truly feel that, you know, having known some people that don't really have the relationship or the love between them and their mothers, um, you know, something that I would love to kind of open people's eyes up to how incredible our mothers are and how much they are worth and how much they deserve from us and how much it means to have their love, you know, and their unconditional love. Um, A mother. A mother is love. A mother is kind. A mother would never leave you behind. A mother is strong, stands proud and tall. Even when she's broken, she'll catch you when you fall. A mother makes decisions that are very hard indeed. A mother endures pain and worry but gives you all you need. A mother is braver than brave and will always fight. She will guide you in darkness when you have no sight. She will give you all that she can. She will say all that is unspoken. A mother who does way more than you'll ever know, who has this never-fading, beautiful, bright glow. She who would give her life for yours, who helps you open even the heaviest doors. She who is selfless in every act and word, the one who is a miracle yet often unheard. The mother, the woman who gave life to us all, who devoted her body, her life, and her soul. The mother, the beautiful, inside and out, who will always believe in you without any doubt. So celebrate her every chance you get. Show her the love she'll never forget. Because without her body, her heart, and her soul, we wouldn't be here, we wouldn't be whole. Thank you. She sounds like my mother. Oh. It was was very, very touching. Thank you so much for sharing it. It really really made me think of my mom. I know. They are special, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yes, Mm -hmm. they are. And if you're fortunate to have a good one, you're really blessed. Yes, um, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. You know, so much is happening in the world, Jude. 
so much is happening all around us with the pandemic, with all these issues that we face throughout society. Mm-hmm. What do you see as being the role of a poet in modern day society? I think it's to give hope, you know, to bring color back, um, to to actually tell you that it's okay, we'll be okay, you know, and no matter mm. what, and no matter how bad everything seems, we can find the positive, because there is positive, you know, and this year was one of the hardest for my family and for myself in person, but I didn't leave it there, you know, I did not allow it to rule me I didn't allow it to to break well I allowed it to break me but I didn't allow it to to just for myself to stay where where I was broken you know I built up the pieces I picked everything up and I fought and I carried on and I think that's that's what a poet should do this time you know and that's why I find it really difficult to read um, and to, to understand dark poetry you know dark poetry because I mean it's of course an expression of, of, of feelings for some people, but to write and, and kind of express, um, you know, um, feelings of darkness and hatred. And it's, it's such a difficult thing for me to understand because for me, a poem, poem and, a, and poetry is, is all about empowerment and, and positivity and hope. Um, so that's what I believe a poet should do. And that's, mm-hmm. I hope what I do. <laughs> All right. Well, share another work with us. Okay. So this one actually had um, the most amount of uh, interest uh, on on social media, um, and a lot of I think a lot of women really related to this poem. And it's about a girl who feels everybody pain, and all she has to do is help. Um, but people don't get it. People are so afraid of her positivity and her everything that's so positive about her and they misunderstand and they run a mile, which I think in this society happens a lot. And it's called She is Fire. She is too much. She goes behind her back, they say. She's too kind. She's too caring. She's too loving, they say. She's too excited. She's too giving. She's too honest, they say. She says and does things we'd never do or say. She's too genuine. She's too nice. She's too full on, they say. She's too positive. She's too hopeful. She's too strong, they say. She's too brave. She's too helpful. She's just too real, they say. We aren't like her. We like to pretend. And certainly do not want to be her friend. When the positive is so misunderstood. When they just don't see what they should She's a girl who feels everyone's pain, who wants to help and doesn't seek to gain. She brings light and a helping hand. She fights for ones in need without end. You don't see this, you don't understand, and you do not take her helping hand. She's not much or full on or wrong. She does not see weak in you, only strong. But pride is a poison and it rules most, leaving behind all that is lost. She speaks the truth that is hard to hear, but facing it brings you nothing but fear. And you, positive and kind, making a choice that leaves only you behind. She comes and gives you the key to the door that leads to abundance, freedom, and more. The key that she gives you, the change that you need, the life you deserve, and your dreams indeed. 
but you don't believe her, you don't take the key. You say no to finally being happy and free. The girl that thinks nobody dares, gone getting the whispers and stares. And then she's gone. She just walks away. She did all she could, but it had to be your way. Her only mission was your happiness and desire. But she's way too much for you after all. She is fire. Thank you. That's she is fire. She's fire. She is fire, yes. <laughs> and actually there's a there's a very interesting um the the way this poem was named uh, is by a, a beautiful soul who runs this amazing Facebook page called She is Fire. And she inspired mm-hmm. me to write this. And um and I a lot of women relate to this, um, myself included, um, to kind of feel misunderstood, you know, in a way. Yes. I didn't ask you whether you came from a literary background or not. What did you learn growing up about writing? I did uh, do, well, not English, obviously, but Hungarian lit- literature um, mm-hmm. in school. Uh, but we didn't, we didn't learn poetry. Um, we learned more about um, acting and, you know, um, kind of a literature side of it. Um, but, no, I, I, I don't really come from a background. And, and afterwards, I did try to get into acting school, which, um, which I didn't. In Hungary, it's very difficult. So I kind of um, just came to England um, be an au pair in 2000. Um, and my life went from there, really. But um, I've always kind of, you know, been looking for this one thing, you know, the one thing that I will love doing. I've never struggled with work. You know, I've always had good, good jobs and, and earned good money. But I've always missed that that one thing, you know, the one thing that, that one thing, that one thing. Yes, which I now have. So it feels really mm. good. <laughs> wow, that's that's. That is so powerful, Jude, just being able to find that one thing, that one thing that motivates you, that wants to help you get up every morning, that provides you with an opportunity or an outlet to express yourself. That is extremely powerful to to find. Some people never find that. They never find yes. it. Yes, I know, and it took me a long time, but it is. It's, it's, it's really fulfilling, you know. It's a great feeling. It's it's something that I'm, I feel I'm really proud of, and it's something that my children, are, you know, I can just, stand in front of them and like tonight they were so excited you know to know that their yeah. mom is going to be um on re- and they're they're listening upstairs actually oh really <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> they nice. are and yeah and my little girl lila who's eight she um she she right she reads out my my I, I actually have a couple of children's poems now which i started writing and and she has read a couple of them out on on social media and and she's amazing she she reads it really beautifully well, tell us about your work on social media. How how did that evolve? Well, it's I find it quite tough actually, you know, to get exposure. I'm not, um, you know, I obviously you invite your own friends, um, who a lot of them don't don't really join or not sure that it's you. So you know, and then it starts like that, and then um, it's um, it's just kind of people sharing your work, you know, but. I think a lot of times people read it and they love it, but they don't la- forget to tick a like or comment or anything. So it's it's a difficult one. Um, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not big on social media either, which I think is probably not a good thing. <laughs> um, yes. So it's it's just trying to maintain, I guess, posting daily. Um, 
which is tough because if you don't have a poem to post, you know, um, it's, it's you can't really poem post every day or post a poem, sorry, every day because you don't have a, a new poem every day. Um, so I try to just find, you know, motivational posts when I'm, I'm, I have a, a poem to share. Yes. Now, are you involved in any of the poetry groups? Um, a lot of times there's an opportunity for you to meet other other poets. Yes, yes, I am, I am on a couple of them, uh, Poet Sanctuary and another one on Facebook, um, which which um, I've, I've actually even taken part in a competition last year, not long after. Oh, wow, very writing. nice. Yeah, which which was really interesting. It was um, five days um, and you had you were given a subject in the morning and you had to write something by the evening. Um, so it was really difficult because it was all negative Corruption, hope against hope. Um, it was what was it? Money. Um, uh, so yeah, just five subjects, you know. Or racism was another one. So five mm-hmm. really difficult subjects. Obviously, I, I love writing about positive stuff, but I managed to do all five, and um, yeah, and I got a certificate. So that was something I'm quite proud of. Um, oh, very nice. I actually have, um, I do have one of the pieces, if you want me to read it out. Yes, um, yes, please, please share it. Yes, I will. It's, uh, it's called Money Rules. It's about corruption. Um, money Rules. What do we do nothing is enough when money and power makes many lives tough? Where corruption rules and the bad seem to win, where things happen that bring a crawl to your skin. Where morality is gone and violence lives, where trust is fake and nobody gives, a world neglected, a world simply used by the people who forgot respect and only abused. Where money is everything, where money is king, and it takes and takes while bringing nothing. Where pledges are meaningless and all have their price, where loyalty is enough and it's easy to choose self-sacrifice. Where did it all go so horribly wrong? How did humanity forget where we belong? Change has to come. The world needs to heal. And the people need to relearn how to love and feel. Do your bit. Do it now. And stop taking bow after bow. All you can do is change who you are and once again shine as bright as a star. And that was the rules. So that was something I wrote. you write every day? You write every day? No. No, not every day. No, I kind of have the inspiration to come. Um, but when I do write, I tend to write something complete. So, so I tend to kind of either start something or restart something that I've, I've started, which stopped doing, and then I sit down until I, I finish it. Or I have a new idea and it comes and it's literally within 15 minutes to half an hour, it's done. You know, some poets claim that a poem is like a living creature. Once it's out of your mm-hmm. out of their system, there's not much you can do to it to correct it or improve it. While others edit meticulously, not leaving very much of the original draft form. What is your take on it? I don't agree because I write my poems and then I tend to um, send it to my company. So I always write it on my notes on my phone because it's a pen, okay. you know? And then I forward it to my computer, and then when I when I transfer it onto a PDF, I tend to read through it again, uh, and I I read it out loud to ensure that it's exactly what I want to say, 
and it sounds exactly perfect and every comma is where it's supposed to be. So I don't agree with that. I think it comes out of you and then you need to read it. And if you reread it, you will know if it needs amendment or not, but it certainly can be amended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people really, really, really focus on that, the importance of it being able to be amended. I, I, I understand that. I really, mm-hmm. really do. Because things yeah. change. Your, your thoughts change. I mean, you may yeah. be feeling one way in the morning and a different way in the afternoon. And as you're writing that poem, it may change in terms of your process. So that yeah. makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please share another poem. We're almost out of time, but please share another poem. Okay. Well, I'm going to finish with love. How about that? I think it's All a right. lovely subject. And it, it's something that, um, that I've always wanted to kind of express to people, how I see love. And what it is to me is different to most people about love. Love. Love is the one emotion we are born to receive. It isn't taught or created, and it's with us until we leave. Love is pure, selfless, and kind. It forgives all and guides decisions of the mind. Love is unconditional, constant, and bright. It chooses always over darkness the light. Love is life, and life is love. Nothing else is more or above. Love unites, liberates, and creates. It conquers and all fears it eliminates. Love is not a choice we consciously make. It magically happens and it's never fake. Love is what makes us human. It's food for our soul. And nothing is greater. It's what makes us whole. Love with your heart, your soul, your body, and your all. And only then you'll be the greatest, standing proud and tall. And that was love. Mm. Love. Yeah. What a great way to end the program. The power yes. of love. <laughs> That's what I thought. The power of well. love. Yeah. Well, let me ask this one last question. When people hear you work, I'm sure they want more. What's next for you creatively as a poet? I have many ideas and ways I want to go. I, I started children's writing children's poems now, which are, you know, I think one way I'm definitely going to to um, go, uh, but to carry on, really, to carry on, to maybe find another way, maybe start a YouTube channel and read my poems live, and uh, I think it's just to share with more and more people, as many people as I possibly can, share the love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Share the love. Well, yeah. I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. It was a pleasant, pleasant hour. I enjoyed listening to your work. And I miss you, wish you nothing but future success. Oh, thank you so much, Michael, for having me. And if anybody would like to follow me on Facebook, it's Barefoot Blonde Poetry. On Instagram as well, Barefoot underscore poetry underscore, sorry, Barefoot underscore blonde underscore poetry. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. There's so much, so much I'm excited about. And thank you for this opportunity. Really, really appreciate yes. it. Well, thank you again. And to our listening audience, please tune in next week. Our special guest will be Shakira Croce. And until that time, be safe out there. It's a tough world some days, but it's a good world. But still, be safe. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You have just listened to the Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio Podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. 
Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And make sure to catch our next episode.